Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 158. We made it. We made it. And today, if you're listening to it on the day that it drops, it is Valentine's Day. Oh, Happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday, Leah. Oh. It's Leah Davenport's birthday. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I'll say this producer, Charlie, who's married to Leah Davenport, two days before that, that will be his birthday. Charlie, I just want to say, son, you lucked out. You don't have to buy two separate gifts, man. Look no. at you. You got Valentine's Day and your wife's birthday on the same day. And Charlie is not going to be in town. Charlie, are you going to be w- watching this episode when it drops on your cruise? He Absolutely. will not. Okay, he will not good. be Charlie, watching. Charlie, if, if you weren't on a cruise, would you be watching this episode? No. Absolutely. No. Okay, very good. Charlie, you if you've been here, Charlie said absolutely, absolutely not, not to both answers of those questions. When you have to edit things, you've watched it more than you wanted to. Oh, Charlie, before you had to edit this, were you ever watching this podcast? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely, absolutely not. not. <laughs> okay, very good. Very good to know. Do you actually listen while we're talking? Absolutely not. He just waits till we stop and goes, oh, let's hit stop. Yeah. That's okay. That's what we pay him to do. That's, That's right. right. It's all good. We pay him nothing. We pay him nothing. <laughs> Maybe a drink. He gets a Coke. He does. So. so here we are. As I said, it's Valentine's Day. And if you remember last week, I teased the topic. It's a perfect topic for Valentine's Day, don't you think? I don't remember well, what it is. Have you told us? Oh, you have told us. I did tell you. I just remember what it is. Today, yeah, we're, dis- we're discussing a question about demons. Oh, and are you equating Cupid as a demon? Is Cupid a demon? <laughs> he looks like he can I be a little I think so, guy. because he's be you know, he supposed devil. to be like a cherub, right? But like, hmm. a, but like the cherub. The cherubim, as described. Oh, he's a cherub. He's a cherub. That's yeah. what the he little look at all like but, a baby angel. But no, the cherubim, the as they're as, fearsome. Yeah, they're, they're terrified. They're, they're like animals with wings, and they're they're horrifying. But that's they, what he's supposed. That's to what be? they call those little babies with wings. But they don't know. Baby, oh my cherub! I didn't know that. It's scary to me. Yeah, I think he's a demon. If I saw a baby with wings flying around with a bow and arrow pointed at me, shooting people, I wouldn't feel love in my heart. You know? Yeah. I've That's actually seen... Taking Ms. over my free will, making me love other people. You know, I've, seen, I've seen Miss Piggy as Cupid, too. <laughs> so it's a pig with wings, but wow. it's clearly Miss Piggy. That's right. random. <laughs> okay. So, the question today, as I've already said, is about demon possession. So we're going to answer this one. Uh, this but not be, about Cupid. No. But this should be fun. Here's the question. What's the deal with the demons that Jesus... What is the deal? <laughs> I wonder if they thought it that way. It was somebody they... from Rootville that Ooh, asked this question. Oh, I could What's read up it. with that? What's <laughs> up with that? I could read it redneck style, but I won't. All right. What's the deal with the demons that Jesus cast out in the Bible? I picture it being a major Hollywood-style exorcism, but I can't imagine that demon possessions were really that common, evident, and dramatic. Can you help me understand and... Do you think we still have those times of demon possession today? Those types of demon possession today? So I'm guessing when they say, what, what was the question? What's the deal with the demons? Yeah, they want to know oh, what's Jesus the deal. Jesus cats out in the Bible. What's the deal? What's the deal, Nathan? So, well, the question they said was they can't imagine it was that common, what, mm-hmm. evident, or what? Dramatic. Dramatic as they are in the Hollywood movies. I'm guessing I think what so. They're... Because I was going to say, it obviously was evident enough in the one story that I know you're about to preach on out of Mark, yeah. because the guys living outside the town, they don't even go near the cemetery. He scares everybody in his day. Yeah, yeah, so it's evident in that sense. Now, if what you mean is it's not evident, we're like, you know, because I'm a big horror movie fan, 
I love especially especially movies about exorcisms and mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, that's a that's a big one for me. You know, and their facial features change. Their skin color yeah. change. Like they're really they're like almost grayish in the way their eyes change. Now, if that's what you mean, no, I'm not confident that that. But maybe it was. I, I don't, don't know. know. But it obviously was evident to the people, mm-hmm. not just Jesus. It was evident to the townspeople. Some ain't right with this guy. Maybe they didn't call it demonic. Yeah. But they looked and said, that guy's scary enough, we're not going to go near him. Yeah, and they tried to chain him up and all that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's evident. Now, whether it's common, we were talking about this before, I don't know how common it was because we only have a handful of accounts over three years in Jesus' ministry. Uh, that's still more common than it's been in my lifetime in yeah, encountering exactly. people that were evidently uh, demonically possessed. Yeah, and I will say, I mentioned this to the guys before we hit record, too, that I, I, I agree with Nathan. I have not had personal experience with that, but I do have dear friends of mine who have been in other cultures right, uh, and done like mission work overseas in certain cultures where, and I fully trust these guys. I don't think they'd come back and just flat out lie to me, and they have experienced what they would determine as demon possession because of... Uh, because I think, this is just my opinion, so I, I could totally be wrong about this, but I just think that uh, part of the reason we don't see it as evident and obvious in our culture is because I think of where we are as a culture in what we believe and what we don't believe. I think there are a lot of cultures that it's just baked into the culture that the spiritual realm is real, and they right. see that, and so I think in that kind of a culture... Satan don't have to hide himself no. and be slick and behind the scenes because actually in our culture, because there's not a whole lot of belief in that kind of stuff, for him to be out front in, in that kind of way would actually have the opposite effect on people. It would actually draw them to belief in the supernatural and, hope, and possibly belief in, in trusting God. Right. And I don't think that's what Satan wants. Right. <laughs> I think they, he wants the opposite. And so I think he's got our culture in a perfect position where we're very doubtful of that kind of thing. We, we trust a whole lot in what we can feel, see, and experience, scientific type stuff. And so I think in our culture, a lot of times we've explained this away I do, I do too. Oh, through sure. scientific means. And so therefore, Satan doesn't need to tip his hand. Well, and there's a comfortability to it. Um, and what I mean, there's a comfortability to being able to explain things away mm-hmm. that our culture has that I don't think is even intellectual. We... I want to feel comfortable that the world, we were talking about this in the last episode, of that life's not a mystery, everything's explainable, you just got to get to the root of it, and this idea of all of those kind of things. And I remember listening to, uh, I think it was just a podcast, it may have been a sermon, but um, a, a pastor that I, I really respect who uh, started the 24-7 prayer movement, um, and he was talking about prayer, and in particular about the idea of evil and how uncomfortable we are as a society with the concept of evil. And just like the idea of just people doing things to cause harm. The idea, there is no, there is no like deeper hurt that's behind it or any of those kind of things. And he quoted this part from uh, the, the Hannibal Lecter series. If, if I think people are still, I think he's enough in the cultural context. Obviously a fictional character. But in the Silence of the Lambs novel, there's a scene where Clarice, who is this FBI profiler, she's a psychologist for the FBI, and she's having a conversation. And she's trying to figure out like at what age... Did something happen that caused you to decide to kill all these people? 
And he basically tells this story where he was five years old and he knew at five he wanted to. And then he says this part, he says, it makes you comfortable to believe that something happened to cause me to do this. When I have just always, he goes, you aren't comfortable with the idea of evil for evil's sake. And then this pastor took on, he goes, and that, he says, you see that with people talking about Hitler a lot, where people will look at just the evil that someone like Hitler could do and they want to go, you know, you hear people say this, well, he was this artist and something happened when he was an artist or there were these things and those things all may have contributed, but we feel comfortable knowing if someone would have raised him better or if someone would have done this better. But this idea that someone, for whatever reason, and maybe raising and all those things part of it, would give themselves over to the evil desires and thoughts to a point that what they would do is so inhumane. It, I mean, that's the best word. It doesn't even appear, we couldn't imagine a human being that's right, doing that. Now, I'm not saying that, don't hear me say that to say that Hitler was demon-possessed. What I'm saying is, is the evil that he perpetrated onto the world and to other human beings, did, I, don't, I believe, was also interacting with a spiritual force of evil that is a- active in the world. That, that, that the, our enemy, Satan, was more than happy to contribute to that evil. Uh, just as we believe it's possible for those who follow Jesus to interact with a spiritual reality of the kingdom of God and of God's work in the world. And I, I know that's not the direct answer to this question of... Do, well, so I, I, I think, you know, you talk about spiritual possession, people tend to think about a person getting to a place, which it was in Jesus' day, where they can't be controlled. But, you know, they don't... It appears they're not controlling themselves, which maybe they're not because they're possessed. They've given themselves over to it. Because... You know, the power at work from the evil one does have a malevolent kind of nature to it. It would be natural that as you begin to dabble with it and you begin to try to play with it, it might get to the place that you don't control it anymore because that particular force of the spiritual power that works against the power of God doesn't care for human beings. God loves human beings. God made human beings. This force is against everything that God made as good. So I could see the place that it becomes possession. But we do talk about being filled with the Spirit of God. I'm sorry for hitting my microphone there, uh, Charlie. Uh, but So if I can be filled with the Spirit, and it doesn't become possession to me, and that I don't get to still be in control, the reason for that is because God himself still honors me. He honors my right to be myself, to take back, to not be with him. I'm not possessed by the Spirit of God, but I do believe. So I've told you all, I think I've told before, I don't know if on the podcast or not, when I was very new at this whole thing, I had an encounter with a young person who uh, they told me they had been involved with Satan worship, and uh, their presence in my presence had, there was a there was a presence about it that was not like any human being I had ever encountered to the point that I was scared. I have a book still on my bookshelf that I bought from a professor of mine that I had heard had been involved in casting out demons. It's called Bewitched, Bew- uh, Bothered, and Bewildered. Wow. And, That's uh, a good summary, and yeah. it, it tells of his encounters and how to go about it and Thankfully, I didn't have any more encounters with that. I also had an encounter when I was not a Christian that I was in uh, New Orleans, and there was an overt kind of place that I was that even as a non-Christian, there was a sense of 
things ain't right here. <laughs> there was a sense of just evil. evil kind of feeling that I could feel, and I wasn't even trying to be good. There was a sense that this ain't right. And so do we have it in our day? I think there are people that certainly get, they're filled with evil. They get to the place, and we don't want to call it that. You know, people who do mass shootings or they do things in racist kind of terms where they follow the power of evil, and maybe it doesn't come to the point that they're out of control, but they certainly have decided in those moments to follow the spiritual powers of evil. And I also have friends that are in other countries where there's overt pagan worship, where I really think a part of what satanic worship and pagan worship is, you're choosing a God to use. Most pagan worship is, I'm making a sacrifice to gain something in this world. I want this God to do something for me. I want to, I want to achieve something. And I, I'm not beyond believing that the spiritual power of the evil one wouldn't be willing to help me in some way to eventually get me under his power. Mm. And he has malevolent kind of desires for me. He will use me up well, for his benefit, where God will not do that. God will not, God will not do, so I don't know if it's Hollywood. I, I, well, gotta I think to the point you just said, I want to add this, Jesus specifically mentions the thing he talked about being filled with the Spirit when he talks about um, casting out demons from a person, and he says they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because he gives the example of what happens when a, a strong man breaks into a home, and you cast, you get them out. He says, if you don't have a stronger man to come into that home, he says, he'll come back with even stronger people the next time and try and do it again. And I don't know that that is only talking about demonic possession, because what seems to be clear, to me at least, especially in the book of Mark, Jesus considered all of his work that he was doing, pushing back the powers of That's darkness. Right. That's right. Whether it was someone who was fully possessed and out of control of their body, or a person who was, as you uh, preached on, a person who felt sickness, which is the mm -hmm. effect of sin into our world yes. of bringing death and destruction to things, or just a person trapped in a sinful lifestyle that they couldn't get out of. We, I think, want to, as as modern people, want to separate all those things into their own category. There are people who are sick, and that has nothing to do with spiritual realities. There are people who make bad choices, and if you're not spiritual, you think that has no spiritual component. That's psychological, it's emotional, it's upbringing, it's sociological. And if you're a Christian, you might accept there's a spiritual component of that. And then there's this other thing called demonic possession, which you might totally outrule if you don't believe in anything spiritual. Or if you're a Christian, it feels very mystical and you can't understand. And it seems to Jesus, he saw all of these as different tools in the arsenal of the power of evil. And Jesus came back to bring about a kingdom that one day, when it is completely brought about, all of that stuff is done. Well, and I'll All say, of it is gone. I'll say that there is a thought, theologically, that when Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, it is a final, it is a blow. Satan knows he's done at right. that moment. He meant the cross to put the end, the plant, and Jesus turns the whole thing on its head and he's resurrected and death is defeated at the cross and at the resurrection. Now people still die, but Satan knows. And so there is a theological thought that the reason we don't see as much of the demon stuff is Jesus began to push all of that back. Sure. The power of the church has pushed that back in the world 
where that did not exist before Jesus was resurrected and the church was unleashed into the world, that the power of the gospel has been pushing this back. So does it still exist? It does. But we don't maybe see it as much as there was at one time because the power of the gospel hasn't been at work now for thousands of years. Right. I like that thought. So I don't know that that's yeah. the case, but that is one thought. I also sort of believe that's probably the truth. Yeah. Makes sense to me. A lot of other evil that was normal that we can't hardly imagine, the thought that we have that everybody deserves dignity, we take it as a given. It did not exist 2,000 years ago. It didn't exist 1,000 years ago. It has slowly been coming into the world through the power of the gospel that now in places that are totally secular, yep. they believe it. They just don't know why they believe it. They don't have a leg to stand on. But they stand on it. <laughs> Stealing from God. That's right. There's a book by that title. <laughs> all right. So, um, that's all I got to say about demons. Y'all got anything else? I, yeah, I'm, I don't like to mess with them. <laughs> I, I really don't. I ain't you know, about I, it. Only, I'm not worried about it, but, you know, I've had a couple of creepy experiences where I just go, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's Definitely. creepy to me. Definitely. All right. Well, as I said a couple weeks ago, uh, you guys are continuing to send us in questions, and so we've got a big old list. I don't have a preview for next week, so you're just going to have to come back and find out. Oh. But we're going to tackle the next question on the list next week. Just doing them in order. Knocking them off just one gonna, at a time. As you send them in, we answer them in so that order. So get them order. in first. Yeah. The quicker you get it in, the quicker you'll hear the answer. So next week, we'll get another one. Y'all have a good one. See ya. Bye.